Welcome to SolkanaCast, two broads talking broadly about health, the physical, the emotional, the nitty-gritty, and the fun. Real thoughts on real health. The information provided within this podcast is not designed to and does not provide medical advice, professional diagnosis, opinion, treatment, or services to you or any other individual and is intended for general information for educational purposes only. Welcome to Soconicast, episode 29, P and P. I'm one of your hosts, Hannah Whitevin, owner and head coach at Sulcana Fitness and Wellness. And I'm Usha Holly, nutritional therapy practitioner, running my practice out of Sulcana Wellness. Who's ready to talk about P? P P. P P. Every time I read the title in my notes, I get the giggles. Because it's P and P? Yeah. Because talking about pee is kind of funny. Well, for as much as I talk about poop, like, all the time, I do not get the giggles. And someone's like, uh, here's the poop thing. But pee, I guess I don't talk about it very much. Oh, I think uh, (laughs) I talk about pee much more than I talk about poop, personally. Yeah. Yeah. Over in the gym, people are asking me about their pee. (laughs) Usually I just tell people, drink more water. Unless you're drinking way too much, then don't. That's about That's as far as we much. get with pee. You're going to drown. <laughs> Don't drown in your own water. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to hear about what you have to say about it. Yeah. Um, first, I'll give you an update about my challenge okay. from last week. So uh, Hannah's challenge to me and to everyone was to be working on some thoracic spine mobility and stability exercises. How'd it go? It went really well. The mobility felt really good. Yeah. It felt nice. Yeah. It felt super nice just to be laying over like a foam roller. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a challenge for myself in the next week where I want to be like videoing myself doing that and seeing if it changes. Yeah. And just seeing how flexible it is because I feel like the feeling of having your back over the foam roller versus seeing it are two different things, especially Mm -hmm. for me. So Mm -hmm. I liked it. Good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Well, I'm not exactly in a ketotic diet, diet, (laughs) but we don't want you to be. No. But you know, like I said, on my rest days. I am definitely more in that ketosis zone for most of the day because I just have one meal that has sort of heavier carbs in it. Otherwise, I had like a salad and some eggs and stuff throughout the day. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't notice. I don't notice anything in just one day. Yeah. But yeah. And you definitely use carbs. You cycle your carbs and you pair them with movement. I do. So that's... um. That's a really useful thing to do. Mm-hmm. And it feels pretty good. seems like because mm-hmm. you keep on getting stronger and stronger. Yeah. Yeah. So far, I'm very sore right now, though. <laughs> you started a new cycle, right? I did. And every time you start a new cycle, it's like the first week is just learning to adjust to whatever <laughs> level of volume you have to do. Especially because right before this last meet, um, when you peak for a meet, Mm-hmm. You're taking out the number. You're really reducing the volume, and all the reps tend to be higher weight but low, mm-hmm. low volume. And then at the beginning of a new cycle, you're looking at lower weights and really high volume. Oh. So you're just doing so many reps that you're oh, everything is dead. And do you usually take like a deload week between, or is there some like? Well, I deloaded into the meet, uh-huh. so I didn't really work out the week before the meet, mm-hmm. and then after the meet, I rested for for two days. Mm. Sometimes I will deload, like, when I come up to states, I'll deload for a full 
uh, probably three to four weeks. Mm. But because this was sort of like a tune-up meet, I didn't really truly peak for it. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't really truly prepare for this. It's more like it was in the process of preparing for the meet in March. Yep. Does that make sense? Totally. So I don't need as much of a deload. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. Looking yeah. forward to March. Yeah, me too. Yeah. How was your week otherwise? Uh, my week was great. Flew by. I might say that every week, but it flew by. Yeah, it really went fast. Yeah. I feel like every moment there's like a thing to do. <laughs> and I took a lukewarm bath again. Oh, lukewarm. Really? Did you turn up the hot water heater? Yes, I did. Really? Felipe, you'll have to tell me. In the winter, does like it get colder on the outside of the heater? No, it doesn't. I just need to turn up more, I guess. Were you like doing your laundry at the same time? No, I wasn't even. I wasn't even. I didn't <laughs> Running do Running the dishwasher? No. Nope. Well, I don't. I don't know. I almost that got out of the heater. bath to like boil some water and put it in because well, I was just so frustrated. That sounds like a horrible bath. Yeah, just a lukewarm followed by boiling hot water. Probably not what I need. So <laughs> cool. anyway, I'm working on it. I'm really on a... Um, skin oil routine yeah and i'm just like loving the results i've been using so hannah gave me um some skin oil it's like a little gift for christmas and i've been using that you like it yeah well what so i love nice. i love the smell of it and there's like rose yeah rose and there's evening primrose oil which makes you feel like a 16th century woman just queen yes yes primping um but also the, the container that you put it in mm -hmm. with a little metal roller yeah very soothing to roll on oh yeah. good it i roll so it cute. right under my eyes i do that too yeah it's like the only time i can get like oil in the right spots without like, getting it in my eyes or mouth yeah oh mouth yeah mouth. <laughs> put it on your lips Anyway, yes, yeah, so I'm just like drenching myself in oil when I get out of the bath, and it's the yeah. best. Yeah. So I've been spraying my body with magnesium oil. Cool. Obviously not in your private areas because that is not meant oh. to go inside of you. Ouch. Um, but like on your muscle sore areas, mm -hmm. rub that in, and then also put on some other body oils, which you can have like so many different types Yeah. yeah. of body oil, but I'm like loving it. Anyway, anyway. let's talk about urine. <laughs> Speaking of smells, uh, <laughs> I wanted to make a urine pun. And urine and now. Urine now. <laughs> okay. Oh, I don't know if I'm able to get through this. Okay. Okay. So every time you say pee, you can giggle. <laughs> don't let me. <laughs> okay. Every time you say pee, you have to say it by biting your lip. Pee. You can't. <laughs> Pee. It's really hard. But the inside of your mouth. Pee. <laughs> You're making it worse, Hannah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay. Pee. What is pee? <laughs> really? That's how it's going to start? I think everybody knows. Well, that's a good question. <laughs> Maybe everyone doesn't know. Yeah, what's what's pee, guys? You're answer that in your car. If you're in your car, answer it. Go ahead. Answer it for five seconds, okay? One, two, three. Four and five. Do you get it? You did such a good job if you answered. <laughs> if you didn't, it's okay because I'm going to tell you anyway. I hope you were wearing headphones and you shouted that out in a public place. You should. If not, you could do it again. One, <laughs> two, P, three, four, four five. <laughs> okay. Urine is an aqueous solution of greater than 95% water with the remaining 
uh, parts being urea, which is a colorless crystalline compound that is the main nitrogenous breakdown product of protein metabolism in mammals and is excreted in urine. Wow, very, very good de definition. Thank you. Chloride, sodium, potassium are the mains. And then there's some other small amounts of other things. Okay. Okay, that's pee slash urine. Okay. So I don't have too much to say about pee. Um, I, we had the hydration episode a while back, and that's a lot of what's going on inside your body, and that obviously is going to be a factor in how much urine you're putting out is your hydration. But I thought I'd share some fun facts about pee. Let's hear them. Okay. So how many times a day should people be peeing? Ideally, according to experts. <laughs> Six? Four. Six. What's your final answer? Six. Six, okay. It's actually eight. It's a lot of bathroom trips, right? Yeah, I feel like I go <laughs> ten times at least. Yeah. I'm be honest. But yeah. I drink a lot of water. Yep. You're definitely looking at your water intake. And I would say there are a lot of people who are on the flip side who maybe pee like twice a day. Like when they wake up. What? And what then when they go mean? to bed. I mean, if you pee twice a day, stop whatever you're doing <laughs> and get a glass of water right now. Yeah. You're dying. Like go listen to our, hard, Your our hydration must be episode. Your pee so dark, like brown. <laughs> mm, got that brown pee. Okay, Lucia. That, <laughs> no, that was you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what happens if you prevent pee? What if you hold on to your pee? Oh, you get a bladder infection. Yeah. So if that pee isn't coming out, um, can lead to an increased risk for a bladder infection or a urinary tract UTI infection as well. That happened to me once. Really? I was little. I was like maybe nine and I went on a canoe trip at camp and I didn't know how to like ask my canoe mates if I could get out of the canoe to go to the bathroom in the water. Mm. I was too embarrassed and I also didn't know if I could do it or not. Like if I could get back in the canoe. Yeah, totally. And we were on the water, I want to say for like you know, four or five hours. Mm. Yeah. And oh. I was so little. <laughs> and when Hannah. you're little, too, you're, like, especially susceptible to getting, like, a UTI or bladder yeah. infection because yeah. you're so tiny. And you probably need to, like, at camp, like, you shower once a week at you camp. You shower once a week. You're probably eating a shit ton of sugar. Yeah. You shower <laughs> once a week. I just remember, like, we'd go on Fridays, which was, like, the day before our parents <laughs> picked us up, and they would bring us to the showers. They'd cart us over there. That's so funny. We'd each get, like, 30 seconds. And be like, okay, look kind of decent for your parents. And right. come back next year. Yeah. Look, yeah. like, a little roughed up because it's been 24 hours. <laughs> but so, yeah, I was nine. And I got home, and I was like, oh, mom, I got a point of infection. But it was more like, ow, I, ow. I can't pee. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah. Not something we want. Don't hold it. Tell someone you got to go. Yeah. Jump out of that canoe. You practiced getting back, flipping your canoe so you could do this oh, very thing. Oh, God. Practicing flipping the canoe. Yep. I remember that. Yep. Yeah. So the other thing that that can lead to in addition to possible bladder or UTI infections is also going to be the possibility, and this is more severe, this is not going to happen super frequently, but could occur, um, urinary retention which is the inability to empty your bladder completely. Oh, so sure. So if you're always getting super full, then that can be a possible issue. So yeah. if you have to go pee, get up from where you are. Everyone pees. They get it. Go pee. And come yeah. back. High school kids can't do that. They like, have to ask. Hopefully you have a cool teacher. Hopefully. Hopefully. They're probably holding on to their pee all day too, right? They don't oh get any breaks. Oh, my God. When I was a teacher, I feel like I drank almost no water because yeah. I was so nervous that I had to go to the bathroom because you just can't you have to like call the principal's office and be like hey can some or look out in the hallway and yeah. see if someone's out there yeah 
that's probably the main the main thing um, when I'm writing the essential you and I have people who are teachers in oh, there and we so talk hard. about hydration. Some people are just like, I can't. My job, right. I cannot. I would just drink so much water when I got home. Yeah. I found that I was just so thirsty yeah. and also so hungry because you just basically go for eight hours without any without addressing any of your physical needs. Yeah. Like oh. you go to the bathroom and you're like, your mascara is like run down your <laughs> cheek and like one of your buttons is broken mm-hmm. and there's like there's like juice on your shirt and it's like the first time you've looked at yourself in eight hours. Yeah. And you do yeah. it all again the next day. I, yeah. c- I commend teachers. It's really impressive. I lost a lot of weight my first year teaching from like just not eating regularly because you eat, you have to eat so fast. Yeah. Right. So you have like 15 minute lunch break. And that's, yeah, right? If we're also thinking about digestion and how important it is to chew mm-hmm. and mix that food with saliva mm-hmm. for the breakdown, oof. Oof. Oof da. Oof da. Like, okay. no time for deep breaths between bites, I'll tell you what. Oh, hell no. <laughs> one bite is just one big deep breath. Mm-hmm. You get one breath for your lunch. Um, can you guess, Hannah, how much of the average adult bladder holds? A liter. Half a liter. Uh, 100 milliliters. <laughs> final. Final uh, answer. Well, a hundred mil. Okay, I don't know. Sixteen ounces. Oh, <laughs> two cups. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I didn't realize what measuring system we were using. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I had no idea until I looked it up. Um, and then, can you guess the urge to empty when you start to feel like you have to pee? How many ounces that would be of those sixteen ounces? Twelve. Close. About eight. Okay. When your bladder is about half. Then you're like, oh, my God, I go pee. 16 ounces is 475 milliliters, by the way. Oh, I did not know. Um, I was surprised by that because I feel like our bladders, <laughs> when you have to go pee, man, you feel like your bladder is huge. Yeah. And you're like, I have filled this up. It's time to go. Okay. So another thing to be thinking about when we're thinking about urine and pee is also the pH, so the uh, acid-alkaline ratio of yeah. pee. So ideal pH is seven and above, so more alkaline versus acidic. Right. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, you should probably shouldn't be peeing milk <laughs> or lemon juice. Oh yeah! Oh, oh, oh. It just burns right through the toilet. <laughs> cool. Um, too high or too low on that pH scale, that can indicate uh, possible kidney disease, or also that is another indication for infection. Mm. So if you're P is out of whack on the pH scale. You're probably feeling it. You're right. probably feeling like there might be a possible infection or right. there's some other symptoms going on, so it shouldn't be a surprise. Um, there are different colors for pee. So I think one kind of myth that goes around is that you should drink enough water until your pee is clear. And that, that shows seems that like you're hydrated. Of water. Yes. I mean, that, that happens to me if I drink, like, when I'm doing a water cut, and the first day I drink, like, two gallons, then my yeah. water, my, my pee is, like, crystal clear. Right, right. So, ideally, yes, our pee is not super, super dark, and we'll talk about more colors in a minute. Um, but there can be some yellow in it. That's fine. And I would say, right, unless you're. I would say if you're going to be drinking that much water, you're doing it for other reasons. Please don't do it just to make your pee, uh, like, oh, right, right. the color of water. Because you're going to be peeing more than eight times during also the, the day. Also, you can do that every day? Yeah. And then, like, get mad at yourself if you don't? Right. Unrealistic standard of, yeah. of pee beauty. Yeah, there can be some... Just another expectation for women <laughs> to live up to. Fuck. Jeez. My pee? Gotta be thin. Gotta have clear pee. 
Rule number one. God. That used to be on all my dating profiles. Right. I was like, you have no idea. My opinion's like gross all clear. Gross all clear. Gross, gross, gross. <laughs> Moving forward. Moving forward. Okay. So if your pee is really bright yellow, a bright, bright, almost neon yellow, that could be an indication that you're supplementing with B vitamins. Oh yeah, typical. that happened to me. It's like <laughs> it was like neon it's green. Neon, yeah. It, it was it's not even I was yellow. Like, oh my god, what yeah. is happening? Yep, totally normal. It's the B vitamins. They're just flushing through the ones that your body isn't absorbing. So maybe call into question if you need to be supplementing with B vitamins. Um, if you're taking a multivitamin and that's and it's in your price point and you're just trying to like hit all your bases with that, right. it's probably going to change the color of your urine. So. Not a problem, but if you're specifically specifically supplementing with B vitamins, it's going to be neon. Yellow. Yeah, because it gives you so much vitamin B. There's no way one person needs that much vitamin B. And or, there, like, you could possibly yeah. use it. And there are multiple B vitamins, too, so it's just a whole slew of different ones. Um, and it's just kind of... Let's when, hope one sticks. Yeah, when man- manufacturers are making blends, they're, you know, they can't make it by an individual unless you're getting, like, a compounded supplement, which is not what most people are doing. Right. Um, murky pee, so pee that's kind of cloudy, mm. could be an uh, indication of kidney stones, again, or possible infection. Um, sometimes I feel like specific foods can cause that. Like, yeah. coffee can make some people's yeah. pee kind of murky or just a little bit cloudy. Yeah. For sure, if that's all you drink that day. Yeah. And you go pee and you're like, oh, right. I take care of that. Um, coffee is also, when it's caffeinated, is dehydrating. So that's another factor, right, if we go back to hydration and how that's affecting the color of your urine. Um, and then there's smell, right? So sure is. Here's what's interesting about asparagus. So everyone's pee is going to smell after they eat asparagus. Everyone's. I thought it was only some people. Here's the thing. Oh. Only... Some people have the smell receptors to detect it. Oh, <laughs> that changes everything. It's a good trivia fact. Wow. Yeah. So people who say they don't have smelly pee after they eat asparagus, actually, they're just like, their nose just isn't as strong as those of us who smell it. They don't have the smell receptors. Well, I do. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Kudos to you. <laughs> I got them. Asparagus <laughs> pee smell receptors. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. Um, if you're, pee- I bet dogs know. Dogs sure know. I feel like Do dogs you know-, know everything I eat. Yeah, dogs like know just by looking at your pores how you're doing. Yeah, PD sees me. He's like gives a little sniff to the air, mm-hmm. maybe a, pa- a passing lick of the leg. <laughs> yeah, she good. Or yeah. oh no, he's been Mom. gone for two hours. I like legitimately miss him. <laughs> he's at home. Did she drive home? He drove home. Yeah, he took his little mini <laughs> Malibu Stacy car home. Oh, PD. Yeah. It's just the problem is it doesn't have a roof. So he's very cold. Yeah. Well, he wears his reindeer sweater. So he's probably fine. <laughs> it takes an hour and a half to get home. That's the only other problem. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So many giggles right now. <laughs> oh, Tosh, you could just edit out. Don't. Leave him in. <laughs> okay. What else? So if your peas. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even that funny of a word. I know. I can't believe it's it. It's not like we're using the phrase piddle, which we could. <laughs> oh, man. Really? My- really, there's so much poop talk in my brain forever. It's so funny that the pee is what gets me. Okay, I love if hearing pee- a parent be like, they need to take a piddle. <laughs> Gross. God. It just sounds like puddle. It's messy. Yeah. Well, it is. It's a tiny puddle. Gross. <laughs> okay, if your pee smells sweet, 
that is possibly an indication of diabetes. So if you smell your pee, oh yeah, and it's really sweet smelling, yeah. go to your That's doctor. That's not good. That's not good. That's really not good. Um, other colors that your pee could be, if it's red or tinged red, two things, it could be some fresh blood in there. So oh. maybe a UTI it would yeah. also likely be painful if that's happening. Or it might be the beginning of your period. <laughs> it might be the beginning of your period, and you don't pee out of your vagina. Right. For anyone who's listening in who case doesn't you know. Yeah. You know, I feel like if it if it's red, if it's like tinged red the whole way through, mm-hmm. then you might have a different problem. If it's like droplets of red. Yep. That's like your, you probably just your period starting. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And you probably know what that looks like because yeah. you're a woman who has a period. <laughs> or you're just a person who has a period. Yeah. Um, also, if it's red or kind of rosy colored, could mm. be that you ate beets. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> Which can be creepy. Taj, speaking of uh, this, Taj and I both set like alarms for ourselves 24 hours after we eat beets to remind ourselves that it's okay. You <laughs> ate beets today. Yes, That's awesome. Because the first time it happened, we talked about this before, the first time it happened to both of us, we freaked out. Yeah, it's scary. I like was Googling all over the place like, why is my pee red? Why, you know, and then I remembered I had beets. <laughs> There's a great Portlandia sketch about like a call center where everyone calls in. It's yes. like 911. Did you have beats? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you eat beats? Yeah, that was a great sketch. I did. But w- <clears throat> maybe I'm wrong. Doesn't so don't some people process that correctly and some of us don't? They do. They're and I to me jury's out on this hypothesis, jury's but some people some people believe that it's your level of stomach acid. So if you have adequate stomach acid and you're probably breaking down that beat, then it shouldn't be in your poop or in your pee because you also have, like, rosy-colored poop. Rosy My stomach acid is on fleek, and I still always have rosy-colored pee and poop when, yeah. I have, when I have a bunch of beets. Maybe because I eat so many beets at once if I eat beets. Mm-hmm. I go and, beet crazy. And that's the thing is no one's – there's not, to my knowledge, there aren't, like, official studies – with like uh, no one cares amount, enough. No one cares enough, <laughs> and it, it is totally dose-dependent, right? If all yeah. you eat is beets for 24 hours, of course you're going to see something. It's going to yeah. overload your digestion. It's but like if you eat carrots and your skin turns orange. Yeah. Yeah, let's squash. That's a lot <laughs> of carrots. It is a lot of carrots. It happened to me when I was a little baby. My mom <laughs> gave me a lot of squash and a little oh, yeah, squash sure. nose. Oh, my God. I'm sure she made all those yeah. baby foods right and it's like one squash that's gonna feed a baby for like a <laughs> lot of meals like the same size as a baby yeah um okay so that's really what i have to say about pee if you're okay. curious about hydration go listen to the hydration episode and then think about your pee my challenge is for you to look at your pee can't wait Just a lot of people right don't that's a lie they're lying to you Everyone looks at their pee. No, they don't. A lot of people don't look at their poop because they think it's too gross. What? And I'm here to say it's coming out of you. You've made it. It's yours. <laughs> it's you own it. You own it. Look at yourself. Looking at the pee. Okay? It's like when you're a little kid. Little kids always look at their poop and I'm like, look what I did. Yeah. And then society crushes them and they're like, don't look. Don't talk about it. It's gross. Yeah. Just check it out so you know what's up. Well, society teaches you you don't have private parts, so how could you possibly pee <laughs> and poop? No one can. And anyway. if you do pee, better be crystal clear. <laughs> hey, girl. You tired of that stereotype? <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about pee in the fitness world. I think we all know where I'm going with this. Do you know where I'm going with this? I know where you're going with this. 
people will be peeing during workouts. Yeah. And my people, I mean, usually people with vaginas, uh, generally that tends to be who has this problem. I haven't really heard about uh, people with penises having this issue, but I think it's definitely possible. Some men have um, other reasons for like yeah. needing to like, hit up the bathroom a few times during workouts. Sure. But yeah, it'll be different than what's it's, going on. With it's this. for sure not the same like l- percentage of people that experience this. A very high percentage of people with vaginas have uh tend to have this this issue of peeing their pants during workouts. Yeah. So um a lot of women do it. A lot of them pee their pants and here's what's going on. There's two types of incontinence, mm. urinary incontinence. Mm-hmm. Basically, that just means like you unintentionally lose a little pee. Yep. So you have a little pee come out, and you don't even feel it like it's about to happen. And when it does happen, you can't you can't control it. Mm. Um, most people that what they're talking about is like a small amount of urine, not right. like a full on pee the pants. Right. Some people do experience a full-on pee the pants. Mm. And I just want to clarify that those are different experiences. And if you are full-on peeing the pants, then you probably have a, a bigger problem that needs to be address it, okay. addressed. But a lot of, like, clients and just friends of mine and myself included. Yeah, people who are working out. Yeah, have experienced um, stress-induced urinary incontinence. Interesting. Yeah, stress urinary incontinence, stress incontinence is... When you pee your pants from causing stress on the body, which might happen from coughing, mm-hmm. sneezing, running, jumping, or lifting heavy objects. Those yeah. are like the main things that are associated with uh, with that, which I'm sure we've all heard of before. Like, oh, no, I sneezed so hard, I peed myself a little bit. Or yeah, like, oh, I did so many double unders, mm-hmm. I peed myself during a workout. Mm-hmm. For me, it mostly happens if I catch the heavy clean, a heavy clean mm-hmm. or do a heavy front squat. Mm-hmm. So it made me, th- I've been thinking about it a lot because I'm like, why? Sometimes I'll do a very heavy deadlift and that's the heaviest weight I can lift and sure. I don't pee my pants during that. Right. Even though I'm like, you know, presumably putting out more force there than anything right. else. Um, for me, it doesn't happen when I jump or run unless I already had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And if I'm doing like a lot of double unders and I, ref- and I choose not to go, yeah. then I may have more of that problem. But some people, it happens every time they jump or every time they do double unders. So yeah. what is going on? What's why, the difference? Yeah. Why do some people pee their pants a lot and why do some people pee their pants a little? Well, like you said, you can hold a lot of pee in, in your bladder, two sure cups. Can. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, and if your sphincter muscle doesn't have the ability to hold that pee in, it can leak out like a lot mm. or a little. Sphincter is the muscle right around the opening of the bladder, like the tie on the balloon, yeah, type of thing. And it's, I think it's, it's a, mu- I mean, it's great that you, hearing you say that because it's a muscle, right? Yeah. So just like any other muscle, it is. Unfortunately, it's not a muscle that you have as much direct control over mm-hmm. because it should work on its own, right? So that's really tricky because you, like, you have things inside your body that work, like you know, your sympathetic, your parasympathetic. Your sympathetic nervous system. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> You're your smooth tissue, which does its own stuff. Mm-hmm. And you have muscles that do the same thing, that contract on their own in order to just keep you doing things like breathing and 
digesting. Yeah, digesting, digesting. Yeah. not peeing yourself, not <coughs> right. pooping yourself. Totally. Um, so that is is what your sphincter is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes your sphincter can be slightly weaker, but a lot of times it's not from that. From everything I looked up, it's not really your sphincter per se that's causing the leakage. It's like your whole pelvic floor weakness can cause that leakage to happen. Can you describe what the pelvic floor is? Yeah. So, well, let me just tell you like about where, yes, I can tell you about the pelvic floor and even more so I can tell you about like the tissue around your pee muscles. Definitely. Pelvic floor, aka the basement. AKA the basement. Yes, yeah, sometimes called the basement. Really? I'm not kidding. It has fascia, ligaments, and muscles that provide a hammock mm-hmm. to the bladder and the uterus. So they like hold them up and protect them and, ca- and prevent them from falling out of your vagina mm. as well. Yep. But they also can determine how well the bladder functions. Sure. So. The fascia that's in the hammock, um, the visceral fascia, is the stuff that keeps everything where it belongs. And that can change shape based on your the other organs in your body. So, mm-hmm. like, if you get pregnant, that can change the shape of your pelvic floor and your hammock. Yeah. Because it's you're going to be expanding your uterus. So yeah. you're really going to change the shape of your pelvic floor then. And sometimes it doesn't rebound the same way. Mm-hmm. So that might be one of the reasons it changes. One of the other ways it can change is through expanding your lungs. No way. So if you take a deep breath in and you bear down on your guts, your lungs can actually push on the hammock of your pelvic floor, which can cause you to release a little pee. Fascinating. So you can imagine if you're doing a heavy front squat. Yeah. And you're trying to keep your spine elevated and you take a big, deep breath in. Maybe you're also using a belt. Mm-hmm. So you're squeezing your organs a little tighter, making everything a little bit tighter. You're actually pushing that hammock and causing a little pee to release. Sure. Definitely. So that that was, like, very reassuring for me to yeah. read. I'm like, okay. So that makes a lot of sense. If you notice a difference for when you're actually bearing down on your guts mm-hmm. and wearing a belt... Um, if that's when you pee versus do you pee every time you do a front squat, mm-hmm. that'll help you know the difference right, too. Like, right. do you pee every time you back squat or just when you take full tension with a belt on, heaviest load? Yeah. Because that'll help you kind of determine if, if you have a problem that needs to be treated or if you might be able to tweak some behavioral things to mm-hmm. help you mm-hmm. help you with that. So, um, anyway, all that connective tissue will change with the volume of your other organs. It might also change based on the, the space that you have in your body to to accommodate those organs. Mm-hmm. So, like a shorter trunk, if you take deeper breaths and you have your organs get mushed down yeah. and you don't have a lot of space for them, right. you might notice more problems there mm-hmm. than someone who has a long torso. Um, but that intra-abdominal pressure is really important to keeping your bladder tight. The mm-hmm. hammock does a lot of work to keep your bladder from like basically slipping out of you. Yeah. <laughs> or no just slips, becoming please. so weak. Like it happens in older older people might have that problem. Yep. A distended bladder. Right. Because that pelvic floor hammock is not like functioning like it needs to, so it slips out. Yeah. It's kind of gross. It also is very sad. Yeah. Um 
But there's lots of reasons why you might have weakness in those muscles. So pregnancy, like I said, is one. Um, you could have an injury there, mm-hmm. which could be from a lot of things, like maybe something, a traumatic event happened or um, you had some sort of surgery in that area. Uh, some medicines can weaken that mm-hmm. hammock. And I'm sure that they will say with them. If, you, if you've been taking medication, now you notice you're peeing, I would check in with that for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and then there's also this great cause called unknown. <laughs> I love that cause. Yeah, so some people just have weak, for whatever reason, have a weak pelvic floor. Mm-hmm. For no, no discernible reason why they would. They didn't, haven't had a child. They work out a lot. They're very strong, but they just unknown have unknown reasons why they are having pelvic floor problems. So that's really frustrating. Yeah. Um, but that also might explain why a lot of like CrossFitters talk about it. You're like, even though those people are very strong, they're still peeing their pants a lot. Like yeah. they're doing planks. They have like, you know, strong abdominal muscles. They have their strong muscles under their abdomen, in their back, yeah. in their obliques, but they're still peeing a lot. Yeah. That tells you that it's something totally different yeah. than, than just having core control. Yeah. Um, so some of the some of the things that you can do are number one is like they list as behavior change. Okay. You can change some of your behaviors. If you tend to peel up for workouts, one of the suggestions is to not drink as much water during before the workout. Mm-hmm. Try to drink it like earlier in the day. True. So you're hydrated and then not like directly before you work out or even during the workout. Yeah. Maybe after. Yeah. That can help just reduce the amount of pee that you feel like you have are losing mm-hmm. or whether or not you even lose pee during the time um also if you're constipated often that can lead to more swelling in your other important organs which yeah. will just decrease the overall ability of your bladder to hold space in your body yeah if your colon is full of poop exactly. again it's kind of similar to the lungs where it's just like yeah all these organs are trying they to work in space. harmony it's going to take up more space. they take up space exactly yeah, it makes lots of sense um, smoking is one of the things they list because <coughs> it's an irritant for all your body parts. Yep. So tissue inflammation. Yeah. So it'll cause inflammation in your bladder. Yep. Um, <clears throat> alcohol and coffee. Oh, definitely. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So like everything I read is basically like you could cut those out completely and see how that helps or, um, try not to drink a caffeinated or a diuretic beverage like close to your workout time. Mm-hmm. So if you're somebody who's taking pre-workout. And then you're peeing. Yeah, you should probably consider stopping that pre-workout because it's generally pretty caffeinated. Mm-hmm. And it, plus, if you're taking a pre-workout, you're typically taking it pretty close to working out yeah. as well. So, it's just, so now you're it's drinking just an extra a bunch of, liquid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So just you know, consider that. Yep. Excess body fat can also contribute mm-hmm. to um, having to use the bathroom. And basically, like anything else that could be inflammatory, can also just inflame your bladder. So spicy food. Um, something that it said like that could irritate your bladder is citrus. Yep. So like, sure. That's interesting. Yeah. Highly acidic. Carbonation. Drinks that have carbonation in them can sometimes like irritate your bladder. Okay. If you're having an irritated bladder already, yeah. maybe think about those things. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how much of this stuff is actually would make a very big difference. I feel like if you're peeing yourself all the time, you probably have more than just like a behavior change to yeah. do. And I would also say, and it might 
sound ironic, but if there if some of the cause is more of that inflammation irritation, yeah. you actually want to make sure that you're hydrating enough with pure water. Yeah, exactly. You really right. do because if your body can't flush out toxins or if inflammatory pathways are kind of junked up, right? And I think you that's why get that stuff moving. Like all the things I read sort of said the same. They were like, avoid these styles of drink. Yeah, and drink water instead. Right. When in doubt, drink water. Yeah. Um. And then the other thing that it talks a lot about is pelvic floor training. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're peeing your pants a lot and and your doctor does not recommend surgery because there's surgical things, there's surgical interventions mm-hmm. if you're peeing your pants all the time, just walking around. Um, but probably by now you have a sense for that. If that's you, you have a sense for that being more than just a working out problem. But if you're just doing it when you're under stress, so coughing, sneezing, uh, jumping, running, lifting heavy weights, there are there's lots of pelvic floor muscle training techniques that you can do mm-hmm. kegels being one that we've all heard of i'm yeah. sure kegel exercises are a legitimate thing i've never really tried them myself mm-hmm. but i know that that they're like doctors prescribe kegel exercises for people who are having problems with pelvic floor control especially right after giving birth can you provide a description for anyone who doesn't know what a kegel is yeah a kegel okay it's like there are a set of exercises that can help you keep your urethra strong, mm-hmm. but um, if you think about a Kegel, like it's kind of like the reverse of bearing down on your bladder. If mm-hmm. you're like forcing yourself to pee, it's it's like more like sucking in, sucking that that force in. Does that make sense? It's a similar feeling to if you're peeing and you need to stop peeing. Yes, extreme, but like more. Yep. Yeah, as yeah. aggressively as you can. So Kegels are something people use. Um, Biofeedback, which I think is like something that you would do with like your fingers. Mm. So you would provide, you would like push and then push back, Mm -hmm. push with your hand and then push back with your pelvis to provide sort of a give and take feeling, like a resistance feeling. Mm. There's also this, these things called vaginal cones, which they do often, people will, will like purchase from their doctor's office and then use. And they, they like. The cone goes into your vagina, and then you squeeze your pelvic mu- muscles around it to hold it in place. Sure. So kind of similar to the idea of a Kegel. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly the Except same. It, it's a, kind of like mixing together that biofeedback idea. Then. Right. Yeah, it's just there's something that you can actually, like, bear down on. Yeah. yeah. And that's something you'll see for people who have, like, major incontinence issues. Yeah. Like, this is not just, like, people with a little trickle here and there that are doing these things, though you totally could. Yeah. Right. If it bothers you, you could. If it doesn't bother you too much, there are, there are other ways to manage it. Yeah. But um, it, you can also go to physical therapy. And that would be like the more extreme version. They, I think usually they have you try a couple other things first. Because mm-hmm. it takes like four weeks, four to six weeks to see feedback from the other form of therapy. Yeah. And then you would go to physical therapy from there. They can help you with that. So if you are peeing often, I would definitely see somebody about it. Because like... Even though it's sort of we giggle about it and normalize it because it's it's supportive and helps people feel okay about it, there are ways to manage it, and it's not always okay. Right. Like, it doesn't always mean healthy. Yeah. If you're just having it happen when you're, like, really in an extreme situation, very heavy weight, like, really bearing down, you might not have to worry so much about whether or not you're having pelvic floor control problems. You might just think more about reducing caffeine and cutting out some of that water right before you work out right and understand that you're putting your body under immense load and pressure so you're doing something quite extreme yeah yeah maybe wear those thinks underwear hey 
Yeah. We should get a sponsorship from them. Hey, thanks. Um, there's also medicinal ways to deal with it. So if you have mild incontinence and you need to go pee all the time or you're losing pee, you should yeah. definitely talk to your doctor about that. They can recommend if medication is the best route or not. Yep. So, and then, you know, we talked about this before, but surgery would be a thing. Right. For the most part, most people who deal with this mild peeing issue are not too bothered by it. And if you're not bothered by it, then no one else is bothered by it either. Totally. It's all good. Yeah. But if it's happening to you and you don't know why, and it doesn't come from repeated things, it's like from anything or mm-hmm. outside of stress, then I would talk to your doc about it. Yeah. And just see what's up. Yeah. Definitely. If it's and I wouldn't I wouldn't be worried about coming to the gym with that. It's just it's about oh, no. you and it's about you and your comfort. Just with yeah. like anything at the gym. Yeah. So I was just front squatting like Tuesday night and laughing with Beth about how I definitely peed myself during <laughs> front squats. And, you know, it happens sometimes. Yeah. It's such a small amount. It's if you're peeing full on pee on the floor, then that might be a different thing. But right. I don't know. There's a hot there's a lot, a lot of hot debate online mm. because I think CrossFit well, Cross, there's a video from CrossFit headquarters from oh, regionals like three really? years ago that they made that they were like, do you pee when you work out? And they interviewed a bunch of women <laughs> in the audience and they were all like, yes, yes, yes. God. And <laughs> it's fine if you do. And so, so then a bunch of people who work on like pelvic floor health and stuff were like, yeah. no, that's not okay. I think it's somewhere in between. It is. It's just going to depend on like, it's like a case by case basis. Yeah. I think it's good to normalize things that happen to women's bodies. Yeah. Definitely. That's I definitely say you go girl if you yeah. have if you pee sometimes and you notice it and you deal with it and you've you understand what's going on right then that's fine you can grab a mop later yeah. I am not unhappy about you peeing if you yeah. need to I would say that goes for anyone yeah if it's painful or if it's embarrassing for you or if it feels uncomfortable or you can't predict it or it's happening all the time or it's new yeah, or it's new and then you wanna and you wanna address it, then there's nothing wrong with doing that either. You're not wrong either way. Yeah. You're not wrong. So yeah, all those people who who freak out about it, like, don't they understand this is a problem that can be solved? Like, first of all, not everything about women's bodies is a problem that needs to be solved. <laughs> hey. Sometimes first and all. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes the way that vaginas function is different than how penises function. <laughs> what? And, what? And there's nothing wrong with that. Hell no. Um, and sometimes you have a couple kids and you know your pelvic floor health could be improved, but it doesn't bother you to have a little pee here and there. Yeah. Sometimes you don't have kids like me and you still pee every once in a while yeah. and it doesn't bother you and you don't really need, feel the need to get it treated yeah. or carry around a vaginal cone for 15 minutes a day, <laughs> twice a day. So you go girl, yeah. go get them. Yeah. All the pelvic floor health experts can yell at me all they want. That's cool. It's in the end, it's still my damn choice. It is. And it's your choice if you want your pee clear or you want a little yellow in that. Yeah, that's right. If you want to eat some beets, you do you. You do you. You do you. You do you. Pee is normal. Pee is so normal. It's super normal. (laughs) It's a part of our lives. It comes out of us because we put water in our bodies. We're trying to keep that shit healthy. There is one thing I forgot to mention. What? Um, Some people use something called urine therapy. Oh no. <laughs> oh yes. No. Do they what do they do with it? They use human urine for medicinal or cosmetic no. purposes. No. So they massage it into their skin? Nope. Or on their gums? No. Or they drink it? No. 
Why would you save that for the end? <laughs> I saw a video. I don't even know what was on. You, th- I don't know. Maybe it was on Facebook. It was like this dude drinks like cow pee every day. Cow pee? Because he thinks it's like saving his life and keeping him healthy. Yep. And there, people use urine therapy and there are like a bunch of different names for it. They use it for different purposes. Like I said, cosmetic or medicinal. And some people will... Say it does a million wonderful health promoting things. I don't know if it does. I would say if you but, if you think about the contents of it's urine, yes, I urine is not always going to be super hygienic, especially if you pooped recently. Depending on the way that you wipe, anything like that, what could be mixed into the urine? So there's that factor. But also, right. if you do think about the main contents of pee, I do not believe in urine therapy. I don't think that's necessary for anyone hate me if you want to. There's some people who are diehard urine therapeers. <laughs> but <laughs> but if I if if okay, if you think about what urine is, it's mostly water and yeah. there's some electrolytes in it. So is it like just a hydration drink? Pickle drink? juice. Just drink pickle juice. Or Gatorade if you really want to go there. Or mix some salt into some water yeah, and put some lemon hell? juice in you it. You do not need to drink anybody's pee. <laughs> That seems like some crazy old wives' tale stuff. I don't know. Like I said, you do you. Doesn't have to include drinking your urine unless you want it to. But there really aren't any health benefits that have been studied. So it's a pretty off the... um, It's not a main line. (laughs) Yeah. No. So please... We are not telling you to drink your pee. In no. fact, I am specifically telling you, do not do that. Please do not. And if you do, do not blame us. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a very, a very interesting episode. Um, I am curious if you have a challenge for me. It's kind of a funny episode for a challenge. Yeah, no. I mean, if you're peeing your pants, you probably already know it. Yeah, maybe that's a challenge. Just like if you are, give it two seconds of thought if you haven't already but just try just track when it happens yeah like honestly i was a little worried myself because i'm like why am i peeing sometimes and i like started writing down when it happens like in my little work- workout journal and it only happens if i'm wearing a belt and doing front squats or heavy cleans yeah right i'm very like specific. okay it's a really specific position and a very specific movement yeah when it's heavy and i'm wearing a belt so i feel like i have a sense for it now mm-hmm. but if i pee my pants every time i did box jumps like, that's a different thing. So yeah. I think keep track of when it happens and just notice. Mm-hmm. Like, and then maybe you can start to make behavioral changes, see if that helps. And if that doesn't help, then you can start thinking about other things if you want to change it. Totally. If it's causing you discomfort, embarrassment, just problems continuing in a workout, if you frequently have to stop mm-hmm. your workout and run to the bathroom, um, then you can, there's definitely options in your right. OBGYN can help you with that. Yeah, or any doctor, again. If yeah, any doctor any, can help you. Yeah, for anyone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today, everybody. It's yeah. been a really great pee-pee episode. I love this pee-pee episode. Yeah. Uh, and that feeling you get when, you're, when your pee is totally clear, that's Taj Ruler. <laughs> <laughs> producer, a wonderful producer who does a lot for us. Thank you, Taj. Thanks, Taj. Uh, and everybody, check us out on... On iTunes, you can subscribe. You can write us a review. I would love that. Yeah. Someone someone do it. Someone write us a review. Be number one. This week. Number one. Just like P. Yeah, we could really use it, you know? Yeah. Um, like us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. So we have a Facebook page now. You never know what kind of things we could put up there. Literally anything. Anything. <laughs> 
Uh, maybe we'll put something up fun today when this episode is launched. Watch out. Watch out. Here we come. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, enjoy your week, everyone, and we'll see you next time on Soconicast. Yeah, we'll catch you next Monday. Bye-bye. Soconicast is produced by Taj Ruler. Subscribe on iTunes or visit soconicast.libsim.com. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com for full episode information. You can also visit our website at soconafitness.com to stay up to date on everything health and fitness. Join in on the conversation over on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Sulcana CrossFit. See you there.